you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for joining us, HR After Dark. So I'm so excited. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR, and we have an amazing special guest, one of our team members at Willis HR, Jennifer Rowe. She's a senior HR administrator and recruiting specialist. Welcome, Jen. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Excited to okay. be here. Okay. So I, I know that this was this is an important and very relevant topic right now where the extra unemployment benefits. So they are set to expire, exhaust as of tomorrow. And that's Friday, July 31st. There are a lot of questions still out there, Jen. And employers have these questions about, well, are these benefits extending? I think even employees have these questions too. And so we're, we're going to answer the question that is on everyone's mind. What's happening to that extra $600 that employees are receiving according to the CARES Act? So, Jen, do you have any insights on this? I mean, not to steal your thunder, but the basic an- answer is, if things don't get figured out in about 24 hours, they are going away. Okay. And the likelihood of that happening is not likely. So, well, what do you think, Jen? I mean, and we're recording this at 8.30 Eastern on Thursday, and the Democrats are literally in a meeting with members of the administration trying to work out a deal. But you know how Washington can go. You can hit lightning in a bottle and make things happen, or it can be slow as molasses. So really, everyone's kind of up in the air right now. Oh, wow. I've never heard that before, but it's completely 100% accurate. I completely agree. So I guess so. from what your, your research suggests, what do you think is probable? Like, will there be an extension of this you know, $600 benefit? What do you think we should expect? So there are a couple of different plans being thrown out, and it looks like everyone does want to find some sort of extension. The variable there is going to be the amount that's going to be paid out and the length of time. Um, right now, there's the HEALS Act that the Republicans introduced this week. It would extend through till September, but at a much more reduced rate, so around 200 instead of that 600. There's the Democrats' HEROES Act that would keep the full 600, and that would extend till January 31st of 2021. But that was passed in the House, and the Senate is not even considering looking at that one. So that's probably unlikely to pass. And then there's a third plan that Mitt Romney just announced um, that's kind of a compromise where it would extend for three months. You would start at 500 in August, go down to 400 in September, and 300 in October. And realistically, it's going to be some sort of compromise between these plans that ultimately ends mm-hmm. up passing. Yeah, like a, a last I heard, a tiered approach such as that. Mm-hmm. that. That makes sense. I mean, and the biggest thing is, these are three very different extensions and options that would mm-hmm. be available. And I mean, the likeliness of us getting some type of update by tomorrow, you know, I'm not sure about that. So to answer the question, is it going to exhaust us tomorrow? Yeah, unless we come up with a, a likely 
you know, extension that goes actually into effect and into law. And that's very quick. So as of right now, I also want to emphasize for our listeners that this amount, whether it's $600 as of right now, or it actually we go to a different plan of even $200, $100, that's in addition to whatever the state-provided benefits are. So here in South Carolina, it would be the, you know, South Carolina uh, do, Department of Employment and Workforce, that decides uh, the eligible amount, right? And so it would be in addition to to that amount of what employees would be uh, awarded, right? This isn't this isn't replacing um, your your state benefits. This is in addition to the state benefits. No, I think that's that's the the key thing to keep in mind here is that this is this is federal unemployment that we're talking about. So this would affect everyone, but it it is in addition to whatever the state program is and how they decide and handle that. And it wouldn't have the same maybe pandemic requirements that these specific legislations are aiming to affect. I, I think that also as an employer and as a business owner, we start thinking about how does this impact recruiting and you know candidates? I know that right now, I would love to hear what you're seeing in the marketplace from a the candidate pool. I know we're recruiting for several different positions. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but this the extra unemployment benefit does actually impact recruiting efforts. It does. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people thinking, you know, people are just wanting to stay home and earn that. But I think it's actually what I'm seeing happen is job seekers have more of a choice and more options now when they're applying. So they have sort of the upper hand in bargaining. So they're going to go to that company that gives them the best offer. So it's become much more competitive. There's like 10 offers for every one candidate. And and we're not, we're, sadly, we're not even joking about this because we've had so many different candidates that were just rock stars receive, you know, three offers plus in one day. But I mean, everything that's going on in regards to COVID-19 and even, you know, legislation, all of that also is going to come back and impact your recruiting efforts, right? I mean, we can't, you know, we can't change that from a business owner and employer standpoint. All we can do is just move quickly. Whenever we do find a solid candidate, obviously that's a candidate, but then ultimately move. That's my recommendation. Move quickly. I would, I would second that. Normally in pre-COVID times, you could the recruiting process might take three, four weeks. But honestly, if it takes a week now, that's too long. So you have to be quick but thorough. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jen. So, and I know that our listeners really tuned in to hear more in regards to this extra, you know, unemployment benefit, what's happening in regards to employees. Well, also, the key is what about if employees refuse to return to work and they're, they're, while they're on unemployment? You know, there are resources. I, you know, it may even, you know, vary by state, but I know that also in South Carolina, there is an, a guide provided by SEDU, and you can actually go to DU's website, and, act, and you are going to get this guide to fill out the employer job offer refusal, right? So you have to actually notify DU if an employee has refused to come back to work, you know, whatever that, you know, reason may be. Now, of course, you know, if they're sharing anything in regards to COVID-19 or, or if they're seeking medical diagnosis or anything that's covered under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, that, that may be a different story. I would encourage you to partner with us as well as HR HR consultants. But if there's a refusal that's happening, I would also recommend that you update uh, due. Would you agree with that, Jen? 
Oh, definitely. There's there's resources to help you through that exact situation. All right. So encircling back, making sure that we provide the latest and greatest in regards to information. Uh, we may even have to provide an update definitely after tomorrow. But the expiration date is July 31st. So as of right now, this $600, this extra unemployment benefit is set to expire tomorrow. Well, is there any final thoughts or any additional feedback that you that you want to provide our our amazing audience that's tuning in in regards to unemployment benefits? <laughs> I think just keep an ear out on the news. And if you have any questions about how it affects your business, please just partner with your HR. This is a learning process for all of us, but we're here to guide you through that. That's perfect. I do also want to point out that you know, I feel like there are so many varying news sources and conflicting information. And you may have this, Jen, you may not, but would you, is there, are there certain news sources that maybe you should pay a little more attention to uh, or, or maybe what your go-to are, I guess, maybe your one or two and from a preference standpoint. So this, this doesn't equal an endorsement, but um, <laughs> when it comes to like, policies and legislation. Politico is usually up to date. Um, and then HuffPost is a good aggregate for news. And then also checking, you know, your own local newspapers, because a lot of times they'll have the story geared to how it affects you in your state. So make sure that, yeah. Um, I mean, I love a good local paper. And even if you want to just follow a couple journalists, they have mm -hmm. like, emails they can send out or join their Twitter or however you prefer. Um, but I recommend at least two or three news sources. So that way you get mm -hmm. a fuller picture. I love it. Thanks so much. I No, it totally makes sense. And, and I really appreciate your insight. I just know that you may be a uh, news and legislative junkie. Um, <laughs> it's a complete experiment. And so I just really appreciate you sharing your expertise, your research and insight on this evening. And we'll, we'll circle back and provide updates as they come along. It may be tomorrow and it actually may be next week, but it all depends on what's the latest, right? Yeah, listening for news from the Hill. <laughs> That's right. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please stay with us and, and tune in next week for any additional updates. And I hope you can get some sleep tonight.